Welcome to the Slay Podcast with Leanne Gabriel. Listen in as she leads and empowers with stories of inspiring women making a difference in today's world. Good afternoon, Slay family. We are going to have a blast today because we are bringing joy and happiness to Slay today, and I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, Joining us today is a fantastic author, and that is Trish Agel Roberts, and she is the author of 12 Steps to Mind-Blowing Happiness. Who wouldn't want not just happiness, but mind-blowing happiness? Trish, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Leanne. I'm excited to be here. Pleasure to have you. So before we dive into your awesome book, maybe you could take a minute and just share a little bit about your background uh, before we get started, please. Sure. So, you know, for me, my story really started Right around 2010, I was a single mom. I was living in a new city. I was working as a financial advisor and it was not the easiest work environment. I was kind of struggling at the job. Um, Not sure what I was gonna do next. To make matters worse, my mom had cancer. So it was just one of those times in my life where it seemed like everything was not working out. My relationship was falling apart, just all these things. So I sat down at my kitchen table and I Googled meditation. And I found that there was a local Buddhist center near me that was offering like these lunchtime meditations. And I thought, okay, this sounds great. Maybe this will help me. So I I ended up going to one of these centers and I get there and the lady says to me, oh, I don't know if you really want to do this meditation because I was like the only one who showed up. And I said, sure, I'll do whatever. And she said, we're going to meditate on death. And I thought, perfect, my life is a disaster. Of course, we're gonna meditate on death. But like, that was kind of the start. I actually really enjoyed that first meditation because it made me really appreciate my life, even with all the crazy things that I was dealing with at the time. And from there, I just started studying Buddhism Mm -hmm. and I started studying yoga. And then I was really into coaching. So that was the beginning of how I kind of got on this path to discovering, you know, these elements of what I call mind-blowing happiness and later being able to write about it and teach it. And just, I mean, like I said, mind-blowing happiness. It's just such a great thing to go for. Instead of just being complacent or being happy, you know, you go big, Trish. I love that. Yeah, you stop in there and go home. (laughs) Exactly. So the book is fantastic. It's available on Amazon. And I know you have 12 steps, but I thought maybe we Um, take a little peek, sneak peek for everybody today and talk about a few of them. So one of them that popped out that I thought was really, they're all powerful, but one of the ones I really loved was create your village. So would you take a minute and share with everybody what that principle is? Yes, I'll talk to you about creating your village. I want to take just one second to talk a little bit about what mind-blowing happiness kind of is and what it isn't. Please, yes. Because some, yeah, because sometimes people think, well, I'm drinking a latte, I'm happy. What more do you want from me, Trish? You know, so, <laughs> so this was really initially based on um, this idea of self actualization, which comes from Maslow's needs hierarchy, which mostly nobody knows what I'm talking about. So I renamed it mind blowing happiness. And that is really achieving your highest potential, you know, your purpose, your calling. And with that, that sense of passion and joy that comes from really doing what you believe you were meant to do, what you're most talented in. So that's what that is. Um, So with that in mind, right, if we're thinking of this highest calling, the first step is healing. The second step is spirituality. Those are like really foundational. And then the third step is, oh my God, what happened to us all in 2020? We lost that sense of community and connection. 
right? So, <clears throat> so sometimes, you know, we think that we can do everything by ourselves, but the reality is we, I think we learned collectively that wasn't true in 2020. Um, for me, when I go back to like that story of 2010, coming into a new city, being a single mom, I realized I needed a team if I was going to maintain my, my glowing personality, <laughs> you know, so I needed to have a therapist. I needed to have friends that I could call when I needed to talk. I needed to have, you know, a good doctor. Um, you know, I needed to have relationships with other parents in my daughter's school. So you can build community. Sometimes I think we've forgotten how to do that a little bit, but you're doing a great job right here. Place for community. Thank you. It is everything. And I do agree with you. I mean, the isolation of COVID and the lockdown and all that stuff back then was really challenging for so many people, so many people. And I don't want to skip over or diminish the other steps, but just in the interest of time, I figured we'd pick another one. One of the other ones. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I love the way you phrased it was uh, to throw the boomerang. So would you yeah. share with everyone today what you meant by that? Yeah. So that's really talking about being generous. And, you know, usually we think about being generous as like, you know, well, I, I donated at the office, I gave some money at church. We don't think really about sharing our talents. Um, you might've heard the expression, like, I don't want to take my music with me when I die. Like you want to leave it all on the table. So if you are a talented writer, singer, um, dancer, um, marketer, you know, speaker, anything that you might be good at, you want to have that expression. That, like that's part of what is joyful in this life, having that expression. Mm. Now, the story I like to tell, because, you know, I have another book, which is my memoir, where I tell all my, well, not all of them, but some of them, <laughs> some of my stories. But one of them, because sometimes I think, should I even be telling people this? One of them is that I wrote my first book in 1995. So I was one of those kids who was writing a journal like in third grade, you know, Tommy likes Susie, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So I've been writing my whole life. I started probably writing my first uh, novel in like middle school or, you know, like I've just always been writing. So in 1995, I finally finished this book. I submitted to, I think, 100 publishers or at least it was 100 in my memory. Everybody rejected. One person read it. They said, oh, this is, you know, nice story, but it's a little glossy. And I was like, you don't know my life, whatever. So, <laughs> but so after that, I thought, okay, well, I can't make a living doing this. I did not write another word for like 20 years. And then I wrote um, Thinking Outside the Chrysalis, A Black Woman's Guide to Spreading Her Wings, which was my, my memoir. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but the thing is, I could have gone my whole life. I could have decided, you know what, this is not something that's going to be uh, lucrative for me financially, so I'm not doing it. Mm. And I can't even imagine it. Now. I think we wouldn't have been here, among other things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I have my fourth book coming out from a major publisher, Roman and Littlefield, in April of next year. It's based on the fifth step to mind-blowing happiness, which is... Um, transforming your anger to either peace or constructive action. So yeah, I've written many articles. Like I am like a full on legitimate writer who didn't write for 20 years. So that is really what throwing the boomerang is about. It's putting, cause you're doing it right now. You know, you're putting something out into the world based on 
your passion and that's it. You'll see what comes back. It'll definitely come back because we're already buddies now. You know, you're me and my friends. You incorporate doing something without expectation of receiving too. And I think that's beautiful because sometimes people do things only when they want something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was me trying to make a living writing in 1995 when, you know, it just, first of all, I had no idea what I was doing, but just this idea that I wasn't going to do it unless I knew what was coming back to me. And it doesn't mean that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that, um, writing is one of my zones of genius. It's one of the things that I know that I do very easily and very beautifully, right? So why would I not want to give that talent to the world and then see whatever comes back? And, you know, what's interesting is let's say that, you know, just even one person, and that would be sad, but just say one person (laughs) this book, right? Because of this conversation. The other part that you don't see is how that person will then change their behavior, their interactions, and the ripple effect that happens when you impact one person and their mindset and the way they carry themselves and how they interact with other people. That never stops. You can't read this book and not be impacted and not have it influence anything that you do. So every time that your message goes out, there is a continuous impact that you're going to have that you probably not even going to be aware of, but will be there because of you. Yeah. And it's huge. It's huge. But I think all of us have that in us. You know, all of us have something that we're excellent at, whether it's, you know, making an incredible sweet potato pound cake or or if it's that, you know, like my mother was beautiful with uh, crochet and needlepoint and knitting. I can't touch any of that stuff. I, anything that I try to make square ends up looking like a circle. <laughs> so that's not for me, but like everybody has that thing, whether they're a beautiful dancer or they can just be an amazing cheerleader, encourager, whatever it is, like tapping into that zone of genius, it, it just multiplies many times over and it's so joyful. It's so joyful to do something that you feel good and, and confident and talented in. And when you feel amazing at something, it's easy to give it and to share it. Yeah. So <laughs> there were, of course, like I said, love the whole book, but one of the other ones that struck me um, was you had weight without complaining. And I'd love for you to talk about that for a quick second too, please. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a quick second. Take your time. Let me make sure I rephrase that. <laughs> oh, okay. I know what you mean. It's just, it's funny because when I think back to when I was growing up, like in my teens and my 20s, I was not patient. You know, people would say patience is a virtue. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got things to do. You know, <laughs> I've got time for that. But as I got older, I realized for one, that that energy, that yeah, yeah, yeah energy, it doesn't feel good to me. Mm. You know, it's not a good feel that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a good feeling energy. So it's kind of like, well, you're waiting anyway. Do you want to wait and be like, hmm? <laughs> Which is really like, if I go into the topic of anger, impatience is really a form of anger because anger comes when things don't happen the way that we think that they're supposed to. And then we have that reaction to it. So it's, it's the, the reaction to having to wait. So yeah. you can either 
get, you know, a little stinky mood, or you can find something productive to do. Right? So <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's when things go don't go the way we want them to, or sometimes it's when things don't go at the pace that we want them to. Sometimes they're going in the right direction, but we've got this, you know, now, 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 now. Well, that's true too. And now. and many times if what we wanted happened, we wouldn't be ready. We would not be prepared. And we see it like so many times with young celebrities. They have all this money. And next thing they're like, you know, addicted to drugs or dying young and just all of these things. So you do want to have a pace and be prepared. Um, uh, I guess another example is, and I mentioned that I've been in a couple, like just bad car accidents. So you know, many times driving, I would say, oh, there's traffic, oh, I don't have time to sit in traffic. But now I'm just like, I'm glad I'm not the reason for the traffic. Amen. Yes. You know, um, and in those little spaces, like to me, those little spaces can be very juicy. Like you're stuck in traffic. Huh. If you look at it differently, you might say, hmm, I have some free time I didn't know I had before. Mm. Maybe I'll listen to Trisha's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to use the time for sure. You know, it's funny you said that because I was in a car accident a few years back. Mm -hmm. And it does change. Like if you're really in an act, like your car's totaled, if you're really in an accident, yeah. it changes everything because every time I'm near an accident, I first thank God that, you know, I'm not in it. And then I just want to pray for the people who are because it changes the reality so much. So yes, they could make great use of the time or just be grateful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my work was born out of a car accident as well. Cause I, you know, I talk about kind of the journey starting in 2010, but it wasn't until 2018 when I got hit by a 18 wheeler um, and my car took a really sharp left turn. I was fine, but I said, okay, if I'm still here, must be a reason. But it also felt like it also felt like the universe was sending me this message, like, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And about a year later, I quit my job and launched my business, and have not looked back since. Which is incredible. So, talk about your business for a minute, and the other things you do. You have a podcast. Let's see all the layers of Trish. Come bring it Thank on. Thank you. <laughs> so my business is uh, is called Mind Blowing Happiness. Who could figure, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's my coaching company. And um, I coach uh, individuals. I also have some group, pro group programs. I speak professionally on the topics of diversity, equity, and inclusion confidence and happiness and I really like to talk about the intersection um because you can't be happy if you're like mad all the time you know like if you hate everyone I don't know why everybody wants people to look like them anyway because I think that's so boring <laughs> but I know there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of conversations that maybe make people feel like if people are different they're scary you know um but yeah, so I educate and I, I talk about those things. I do have the Mind Blowing Happiness podcast. I just dropped an episode this past week with one of my, um, maybe I guess I could call him one of my heroes. His name is Resma Menikim, and he's the author of the New York Times bestseller, My Grandmother's Hands, which deals with racialized trauma. But I think it's a beautiful, beautiful book for anyone to read. It was actually assigned as part of a yoga teacher training 
So it's very much embodied healing around, you know, these, this topic that we have around, um, around race and belonging and all of those things. Um, did I leave anything out? I mentioned my books. You have a masterclass coming up. I do. So I have a masterclass coming up on next Thursday, which is September 28th at one o'clock Eastern time. And it is the mind blowing happiness masterclass for heart centered women. And I had to think about that. I was like, how do I call my people? You know, like you put out a little, um, little radar call or whatever, a little bird call. And I said, heart centered. Those are the people, people who are, you know, looking to get more in touch with who they are as a spiritual person um, and as a growing person and also who are learning more and more to operate from your heart. Awesome. Yeah. How do people follow you? So if you could give out your website, social media, anybody who wants to stay in touch with you, please. Yes. And on the masterclass, I'm going to go through all 12 steps. So I hope you guys will join me for that. And, and you, you can find me. Dive in. They don't have to do the fast version that we're doing today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you can find me uh, just about anywhere. It's just my name, which is, you know, the spelling is a little wonky, but it's Trish, T-R-I-S-H. Middle name is Agel, A-H-J-E-L, Roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook. The website is trishagelroberts.com. Yep. Thank you. And we'll put a link to the masterclass on your website for anybody who is either in the Facebook group or watching this on YouTube. And if you're on the podcast, you can just back it up a second and write that down real quick as well. <laughs> if you're not driving, that is. And we should say that. Well, Trisha, I'm really excited. Your book is fantastic. Again, for everybody, it is available on Amazon and it's a great read. And what I really like too is that it's more of like a journal style where you can write things down and it's an interactive book. Would that be the right way to say it? Yes. Can I show my other book since I have it here? Do you mind? 100%. Yes. Okay. And so for the this, podcast, you'll have to say the names too. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first book. I wrote them both in 2020. So the first one is Thinking Outside the Chrysalis, A Black Woman's Guide to Spreading Her Wings. And it's basically my story. It's my memoir. So anyone can read it. And Chrysalis is just a butterfly cocoon. So don't worry. <laughs> It's just about spreading your wings. So it teaches the same 12 steps, but it is, um, it tells my story. It has some additional practices. And the reason that 12 steps happened afterwards was that my readers were coming to me and they were like, whoa, Trish, some of this is kind of deep. Like we need a little bit more space to work through what we're thinking. Yeah. And so I came up with the second book, which was um, the journaling book that you have and was very fortunate because I got some really amazing endorsements from Iyanla Van Zandt, who you probably know from Iyanla Fix My Life, uh, Jack Canfield, who is the chicken soup for the soul guy, yes. and Marcy Shymoff, who, um, she was in the movie The Secret as one of the teachers, but she also did the narration for my favorite documentary, which is called Happy. So if you have not seen that, you want to check that out as well. Outstanding. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, really appreciate it. I recommend the book highly. I love that it is that interactive journaling style, because I think it makes things sink in more for people than if you just read something and put it down. So being able to do the exercises and participate with you is really powerful. I appreciate your time and your incredible smile. For those of you on the podcast, 
just go over to the YouTube channel and check out this woman's beautiful smile. She lights up a room. No, that's a mind-blowing happiness smile for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Leanne. Well, thank you all. And we will be back live next week. Everyone have a fantastic day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Slay Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to join our exclusive Facebook group, you can reach out to Leanne and her staff at slaywithlg at gmail.com. That's S-L-A-E with L-G at gmail.com.